0: Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. On this week's episode, we're joined by Diana, who will tell us all about her improvisational journey. We'll play a couple games and most importantly, learn how she improved her life. Let's hit it. Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. I'm your host, Michael E. Evans, and today I'm joined by the incredibly talented, longtime IFTP member, multi-talented artist, math expert, Diana. Thank you so much for coming Hello.
1: on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.
0: So Diana, we recently saw you on Camp Chat Camp just Chat. a couple yeah. episodes ago, but uh, how are you doing this evening, this night?
1: I'm doing great. Doing um I was already I got my coffee cuz I'm more of a morning person mm, so I thought mm. I got my coffee. I could have grabbed some candy too on the way over, but then traffic was kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it predicted 30 minutes, but it took a little more than that. So mm. I was glad we had a little chill time on
0: yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, just like ease into it mm. cuz you know, it's honestly it's hard to just like show up somewhere and then jump right into recording something. I don't know. Yeah, I gotta calm down. Yeah, yeah, I got to settle in, get used to the <laughs> chair, you know figure out where the bathroom is, you know, all the important stuff. The important stuff. The important stuff, yeah. Uh, So, Diana, would you be able to give us, like, a quick summary, like maybe three sentences of uh, how you got started at this old place, this old IFTP?
1: Well, okay, so I used to live in Ridgecrest, Mm. and I did improv up there. I did a lot of acting up there. Uh, It's a science company town, and a lot of scientists are doing acting and yeah. they have their own acting theater. So when I came down here, uh, I started at the LA comedy connection. Mm-hmm. And then I moved out to, cause I lived in, the, in studio city. And then I moved out to Marina Del Rey. Mm-hmm. And I was lo- I was looking up um, places to do improv. Cause I really wanted to keep up with that. Cause I love it. And I found um, Promenade Playhouse. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, that's close. So I'll go there. And that was where I met Matt. And Matt was working there for the Promenade Playhouse. Mm-hmm. And then he was, it we did a year of doing the, we did a year of the acting and the improv class. And then he started his own. He said, hey, come on over with me. And then we mm-hmm. went over to, I think it's called the Broke Theater. It's a jailhouse. Yeah. That's, yeah. He always said, we started in
0: prison. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it was haunted too. (laughs) Oh wow! Yeah, I never saw it. You know, I'm really upset because I always go to these haunted places, and I never—they never really approach me. I guess they kind of do, but you know, I ignore it because it's too illogical. But anyway, so I started there. So it kind of just every time we moved, I just I just went along, and Mm. we have a friendship, and it's 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 great.
0: Yeah. So you've been there since the beginning. Since
1: um, since the beginning. Since
0: improv and prison.
1: uh even before improv even
0: dude. before improv in prison, that's true <laughs> before Matt went to prison, yeah
1: uh, <laughs> it took us with him
0: that's amazing, all right, well, we're gonna dive into that a little more in just a few moments, but before we do, Diana, we gotta play some three things, okay, all right, so in this version of three things it's uh it's a little bit more focused on you, yeah. so on camp chat, we worried about camp, we worried about nature, we worried about the woods, but tonight it's about you, three things. Personal edition. Okay. All right. So here we go. Um, we're going to go over three categories. You know the deal. You'll list three mm-hmm. things from those categories. Here we go. These are three things. First category. Breeds of cat.
1: Uh, tabby, Abyssinian, One, two, and Manx.
0: Three. That was so fast. I couldn't keep up with my counting. <laughs> so good. Uh, next category. Uh, we'll say art mediums.
1: Uh, painting, One, watercolor, two, pastel.
0: Three. Last category. Favorite projects you've written.
1: Uh, Company Christmas, One. Moonlight R- Two. and uh, oh, so good. Hollywood Zombies.
0: Three. These are three things. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Wow, that was, you were quick on all of those. I'm,
1: well, I'm very good on the subject of me.
0: <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. That's true. But yeah, you'd be surprised not to throw any shade. But some people, you know, it's still like, hmm. and I'm like, it's you. <laughs> but it happens. You know, it's a weeknight. A lot of folks, you know, we all work today. I
1: read my Instagram, too. Uh,
0: There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, Thank you for sharing that, by the way. I was like, oh, Diana's giving me all the research I need right here. (laughs) Appreciate it. It Made my job easy. Uh, So that first category, why did I ask you about breeds of cats?
1: Because I like cats. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. And I put cats in my movies, too. There you go. I, and, and I was thinking about this because uh, I figured, well, people always ask me when I put these cats. We put our cats in the movies. Mm. And I was thinking they're the ultimate improvers mm. because we don't ask them or train them to do anything. They just do their stuff and then we write the story about it.
0: Mm. And it's just you just let it happen. That's, mm. I love that. Cats are improvisers.
1: I, <laughs> that,
0: yeah. I think, I think I see that. I think I see that. Um, okay, we're going to go on a tangent here. I need I need advice. Okay. So there is um, so my wife and I we have a dog right now. Our dog's older; she's about to turn fourteen.
1: Oh
0: wow! Mm-hmm. Um, and for the, let's say the past maybe three months, there's been a a local street cat, if you will, mm-hmm. that comes to our doorstep every night. And the uh, you know we've fallen uh, we've fallen victim to its its tricks. It's, it's a it's cute charms. little cat. Cat. We've given it a nickname. What's the name? Uh, Clem, oh. short for Clementine. Mm-hmm. Uh we have a little bag of treats but you know we we haven't fully committed to this cat because we you know we haven't brought it inside we haven't adopted it. Mm-hmm. My wife she really wants to and I'm I'm on the fence. <laughs> so I like cats but I'm just like oh another pet because, you know, when you want to go away on vacation, you know, you got to make sure someone takes care of the pet. So what what should I do about this sweet, sweet Clem? And Clem, oh, she's so cute last night. I was out there and she was rubbing on my leg. And I was like, oh, dang it, Clem.
1: I think that there's a theory that cats find people. Mm. And basically, she's adopted you. So I think there's, yeah. there's no turning back. And it'll be a friend for your dog.
0: That's true. Yeah, our, our dog, like... They interact on the
1: porch. Oh, that's it.
0: They're not fighting. They're not, you know.
1: That's it. You're you're in. <sighs> <laughs> you're stuck.
0: Oh, I got. All right. <laughs> you got I'll,
1: a new little friend.
0: All right. I'll <laughs> talk to her wife when we get home cuz I'm like, "Oh man." Oh. Uh.
1: I mean, it it's yeah. it'll just be great cuz they'll play yeah. with each other. I mean, yeah. I got we got our cats through Kitten Rescue and they said you have to get two cuz they interact and play with each other. Mm, so I think your dog true. will be really it'll keep your dog young.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and help her be less lonely when we're mm-hmm. gone during the day at work yeah. or uh, you're making some good points here, Diane. You're making <laughs> some good points.
1: Clem is in the back. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, because, you know, it's like, my thinking was like, well, like, w- if we pick this cat, like, we're going to have this cat for the next, like, 15 years, you know, just thinking. Is it a baby it. cat? Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. very young. Like, we've seen her grow a little bit mm-hmm. during her time on the street. Uh, so it's like, man, this cat will be with us, like, whoa, <laughs> like a long time.
1: But I think it'll be really good for your dog. What's your dog's yeah.
0: name? Uh, her name's Claire. So Claire, Claire and Clem. Clem and Claire. That's a great.
1: I uh, think I think yeah. it's a done deal. Oh, man. Go all home. Right. Call her up. Call up your wife right, right, right now and say, let Clem in.
0: <laughs> gotta, gotta head to Petco, pick up some uh, some litter supplies. That's, that conversation was, well, if we did get a litter box, where would it go? And, you know, we've had all those conversations. I think
1: it's pretty much a done deal at this point. <laughs> yeah,
0: we've talked about it a lot. She's so cute. Oh, man.
1: And you're saving her.
0: Yeah, that's true too. Like we're doing a good thing. Well, we don't even know if she's a she. We just decided, um, but we we didn't ask. Yeah. Well,
1: you'll take her to the vet. Yeah, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll get all out.
0: that. Get her shots and mm-hmm. oh man. Okay. Well, I'll I'll let you know. <laughs> inside. It's tough. She's like she's playing a game. Every time we go out there, she's like, Oh hey, remember me. I'm cute. <laughs> and it's like, Ah, you are, you're right. That's
1: how they get you.
0: Yeah, you're like that's she knows what she's doing
1: mm-hmm. and Swart she's cat. friends with the dog. So mm-hmm. There's like, there's like, what would be the reason not?
0: Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, cats are more independent. Like they need less care than a dog would. Like, uh, Yeah. But
1: they are very loving. If yeah. You love them. They're very loving.
0: That's true. They are very loving. Yeah. we don't like, we don't really have carpet or anything, uh, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, all right. right. Uh, next category. Next category. Uh, Clem. We'll talk later. Uh, Why would I ask you about different art mediums?
1: Because uh, I'm also an artist, mm. and that's actually what I started out doing. Oh, okay. That was my original timeline. Yeah. I don't know have you watch Fringe, the TV show Fringe. Uh,
0: a, a little, like when it was airing. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's it's all about timeline. Yes. And so I was on this original timeline to be an artist. That's mm. what it, the first thing I did was pick up a pencil and draw. And uh, my dad wanted a doctor in the family, mm. a medical doctor. So I was the youngest, so I got pushed on the hardest for that. So Ugh. if someone else in my family had become a doctor, I'd be on the art, art path. So I've always done that my entire life, you mm. know. And the parents would say, do the practical thing, go into physics. Yeah. Right. Pfft. And <laughs> <laughs> parents. And so I always did that. So um, I've started, like, um, trying to show all my artwork. Mm. So I've started um, putting out my pictures just to see if people mm. like them. And I noticed I have over 400 pictures. Wow. Because I've been doing it since I was a kid, yeah. basically. And I kept them. Um, and uh, oh, sorry,
0: I hope you take that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got you.
1: Okay, so um, so I have all those 400. It's probably funny to keep it in. Anyway, <laughs> it's it's 400 pictures. So I've just been putting them up on my Instagram. Mm. And putting my Facebook just to see, kind of suss people out and see if yeah. people like them, and then they like them. So then I joined this um, art group. Uh, it's kind of a commercial thing where they mm. they do all the work and put things up and oh, and nice. uh, try to sell it because I want to see if that works. Because I'm thinking about going back to this time, yeah, the, the art timeline. So um, I have to say, I am actually doing better than Vincent Van Gogh because I have officially sold pieces wow i
0: only that. sold one yeah. yeah uh take that van Gogh van oh right go. yeah because it was after his death right yeah it's, there's that strange thing right where like yeah. some artists
1: yeah. it's so sad because yeah. it's like like that immersion one that he goes into mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of sad that he he can't know that that people yeah. are capitalizing I mean I don't see them. they're not doing anything wrong but it's just kind of sad that I think he would have been very happy too.
0: Yeah, he never got to realize his success. Or like Edgar Allan Poe was the same way, right? Oh, yeah. You know, like all his short stories. There's so many people
1: They're like that. And he uh. was even kind of sabotaged by somebody mm. too. So there's a whole story about that. Oh, wow, oh, no.
0: Poor guy. Yeah. Oh. Poor Poe. Poor Van Gogh. Poor
1: Poe. Poor Van Gogh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a song. They'll <laughs> never know. <laughs> They'll never know. Wow, we yeah. just wrote a song there.
0: There we go. Write that down. Ah. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> All right, last category for you, Diana. Uh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. So I asked you about the favorite projects you've written. So tell me about a couple of those. You said Company Christmas Carol. Is that what it no, was? No,
1: it's Company Christmas. Company And Christmas. actually, Matt was in it. A bunch of IFTP oh, people were in it. Oh, so that's awesome. we did a stage show uh, in April. And then we made a radio play uh, version uh, that you can look up on my, my web page. Can I, can I plug? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So it's Diana Woody um, on YouTube, Diana Woody on YouTube. And it's, you look under Atomic Cat Productions. Mm. Since I like science and I like cats, it's Atomic
0: Cat. So that's what you
1: look up on my YouTube. And you have Company Christmas, you have Uber Ride, you have um, Moonlit Road, and you have Best Friends Forever Mm. for radio plays, because I love radio plays. Oh, yeah. So Company Christmas is based on my dad, who was Mm. a spy, and I can actually say that. And uh, <laughs> so allegedly before I was born. Yeah. And um, so when I, and I said it in 1961, which is earlier, cause I wanted to cor- correlate with the, um, the World War II. So mm-hmm. it's actually early when it occurred, but he would go out for some reason. I don't know if you know Maryland, Do you know the area?
0: Not, I mean, I've been- The Washington Metropolitan? Yeah, I've been like the DMV, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So he, we went to, he would say, I've got to go out to Frederick to pick up some groceries. Mm. And he'd be gone for hours. And that was the equivalent of like living in Los Angeles area and going out to um, saying, I have to go to Palmdale to pick up some groceries. Why? right yeah that's like they're better <laughs> right so he'd be gone so my brother and i after he died kind of said do you think he was doing runs still doing runs because he was supposed mm-hmm. to be retired but he was yeah. still doing some kind of runs um for you know the spy spy thingy so anyway, any rate that was the seed for the story mm-hmm. was it's um basically about a guy who's his <laughs> former spy allegedly and then all the intrigue and i liked it um, the whole point was it's like the sixties and you yeah. know, they always say, Oh, things were so much nicer back in the sixties. Yeah. It's like, no. So everything out in the living room is that kind of sitcom, 60s, uh, sixties kind of vibe. Of yeah. Everything's perfect. And all the intrigue happens in the kitchen. Mm. So it's just, it's like that And then it's all camp and over oh. the top and stuff like that. Well, so, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And then other ones were like best friends forever, which was a ghost story based on, um, my friend who died, it's <laughs> basically, mm. and, and it was initially interesting because the initial story right after he happened, you know, I, I use writing as a coping mechanism. Yeah. And it was very, very dark. Mm. And then over the years, it turned into this comedy thing. Mm. It shifted so over time. It did. Yeah. It's like, okay, I got over it, I guess. Or not, you don't get over it, your friend, but I mean, yeah. you do kind of grow. But I looked at the original version because it started as a little short play. Mm boy, was that dark. Ooh. And then, <laughs> now it's just kind of comical and, and yeah. lighthearted. Story. <laughs> wow. So um, that one, Uber Ride, that's that's kind of based on a little script that I wrote you know, for when we had script writing mm. in the class years yeah, and years ago. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, there. that's a couple. Moonlit Road is based on a, um, Ambrose Beers Ambrose Beers Ghost Story? Mm. So i
0: <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> I, mean, more. I want to check out the radio plays for sure. Yeah. That those like are the four radio plays. Four radio plays because yeah. you do short films as well, right? Mm-hmm. You do, you got everything covered.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For writing, oh. I love it. Yeah, that's
0: fantastic. Yeah, so you've been doing. So I know you said you've been doing like art, like visual art, since you were a kid. Have you been writing since you were a kid as well? Like. Yes. Writing, you know, whatever that not necessarily like short films or radio plays, but just, you know,
1: writing, whatever, writing Mm -hmm. creatively. Oh yeah. Cause it was kind of my coping mechanism. Mm. So, and then if I don't understand something, not under, it's like someone's behavior is weird or it's like, I have to overanalyze it. That's Mm. the science part. It's like, I'm an overanalyzer. And then also all my siblings and my parents, of course, my parents were all significantly older than I was. Mm. My parents were forty years older, my siblings were eleven to eighteen years older. Yeah, wow! So, when you're a little kid, you don't get a lot of attention, and it's no. hard to get your point across. So I would get my point across through sarcasm yeah. and, and humor. <laughs> and the best part that I liked was that I would say if they were doing something, and I kind of, um, you know, was razzing them about it in the in the story. They'd say, yeah, but it's well-written. We like it. Mm. So <laughs> they <Slowly> encouraged it, <laughs> even though I was kind of like, but you realize I'm making fun of you. Oh, that's fine, but it's well-written. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: what's well, a nice job writing. We but. enjoy yeah. it, yeah. You're like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> But it got the point
0: across. Yeah, it got the point across. So there yeah,
1: I've been doing those two things, writing and um, art. In fact, my favorite toy when I was a kid mm. was, a, was a tape recorder.
0: Uh. And I love to
1: make little stories on oh, that.
0: Oh, yeah, you can have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, that's a powerful tool to have as a kid.
1: That, like, I can
0: record something, wind it back, you know, I can mm-hmm. hear it again. Go, you know, play, pause, you know, all these different things that you can do. Or,
1: or two people, you know, I could, I do yeah. one and I did the other one. That was the one I wanted every year. But they started yeah. it because they wanted to teach me how to um, read. Mm. So it was kind of it. So I did that and then I just fell in love with it Yeah, the tape recorder. So you're
0: like, wait, what else can I do with this? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that reading's fine. Yeah, I'm going to go have fun. Something creative. Yeah. Yeah, you, you expanded upon it. That's really cool. All right, Diana. Yes. So we've talked about we've talked about some cats. We've talked about smart. We've talked about writing. But I want to get down to why we're here. Improv.
1: Improv. Improv. Yes. Right.
0: So I just improv that. I wish very good. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to think back. Um to uh, I guess, when was the first time in your life that you heard about, you know, maybe someone whispered it to you, like improv, uh, Just the first time you learned what improv is or was, or maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't fully understand it.
1: When um, was that? I would say, well, when I was in Ridgecrest, mm. before here, they um, had a big acting community. Of all these, it was, you wouldn't think it's a small little town, but they had a very mm. big active acting community. Mm. And one of the ladies taught, uh, one of the teachers taught improv. So that was my first time dealing with... With it, and I just kind of fell in love with it because um, I've done acting. I did acting there. That was my first acting there. Was wow. Was the um, <laughs> had 240 lines. It was for Mousetrap. Oh
0: my gosh, right? 240 lines. That's a lot. That's a lot of lines. <laughs> a
1: lot of lines. Yeah. and it was the first time. And I basically oh just went in there because I thought, well, you know, I've I've done backstage before in the theater mm. in high school, so maybe I'll do that. And I get the lead in Mousetrap. Oh my gosh, but, and then I just freaked out because I went. So the reason I love improv is because I don't have to memorize.
0: Because you don't have two hundred (laughs) forty lines. Yeah. And what an introduction. I know. Like, all right, here you go. Here's all your lines. uh, Break a leg up there.
1: I know. And then I had a friend say to me, well, you don't have to do it. And that made me want to do it. Well, yeah. And it's like, what? No, I have to do this. I actually did have one with, uh, I was Roxanne in one of the plays, Hmm. um, Cyrano de Bergerac, and that had 800 lines actors don't actually count their yeah lines, I've but never, i do.
0: i've never counted but i don't i can't say i've ever had 800
1: Before, it Maybe? but it takes yeah. a lot of time to memorize yeah. that
0: that's just now i'm thinking i'm trying to think okay plays i've done no way no it's like 800 lines
1: <laughs> i had to spend oh. all my free time yeah. just memorizing that yeah. and i'm not good at it
0: yeah oh my gosh so prior um, to getting involved in this, I guess, like theater acting community with mm-hmm. and an improv there, were you growing up, were you interested in performing at all? Was it something you did or you're more like kind of behind the scenes?
1: Um, yeah. Well, OK, like I mentioned before, my siblings and my parents are all, <laughs> of course, my parents are silly, but they're all a lot older. Yeah. So um, sometimes when you have a little kid, this isn't just me. It's like most little kids, even Mark mm. Twain mentioned it that when you have a little kid around that spends practically all their time around adults, they say strangely adult things. Mm. If it was a while, they'll just throw something out there, and you'll think, oh. whoa. So, and then, <laughs> yeah. I was so adult. Yeah. And then I watched all, you know, t- sitcom TV shows yeah. and stuff. And uh, so I would say things that were just a little more mature, mm. just because it would just come out, because I'd, I'd see that, right? And they liked it hmm. a lot. You know, they can either be discouraged and have uh, an older person say, "Well, you're smart, Alec," or you can have someone say, "Hey, that's really funny." Yeah. So then they encouraged it, and mm. that's when I got the acting bug. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I got to put on a show for these people. Oh, yeah. So you're probably
0: imitating what you saw on TV, you know, trying to, like, be involved in the conversation, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah. yeah. And just say these kind of offhand, kind of sarcastic little things. And uh, they liked it, so I would do that. And I, I remember thinking, oh, I have to keep putting this up. You know? Yeah, <laughs> this show, it's a little tiring. Yeah. What am I gonna come up with? Yeah. <laughs> so I just always had the acting bug. But then mm. in high school, I did, a, um, I did one show that no one's ever heard of and no one will ever hear of again. Someone just wrote it and for mm. some reason Oh yeah, Don't Blow the Whistle. I don't know. No one's ever heard about
0: it. Is that about a train? No,
1: uh. it, was, it wasn't. It was about tourists who gets uh, kidnapped in a foreign country, and it's kind of stupid. But
0: <laughs> I'm going to find it. I want to read it. <laughs> it's really ridiculous. I want to buy a print copy.
1: If you yeah. can find it, let me know, because I, I don't think anyone's ever heard it. Yeah. I don't know why. They must. They, the director must have... Uh, had a friend who wrote this. Thing. Yeah. Because then you know it was like Music Man, you know, yeah know,
0: Game. Oh like. yeah, Game. <laughs> I I like that show. I've been in that show. Yeah. yeah. I'm fond of it.
1: Or but guys and dolls. Yeah, and that kind of there's, stuff.
0: There's the few classics you on there All right, guys, uh, what's our season this year? Yeah. yeah. And then
1: it's don't blow the whistle. Who's yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um yes, I can't remember what was so yeah, we did that one. So that was the first one I did. <laughs> I was actually in, I had two lines. It's a lot and, less
0: than 240. Yeah. It is. <laughs> a lot less than 800.
1: But after that, <laughs> I kind of got into um, the theater technicians. So, mm. like the lights and the follow spots. And that oh, was my yeah. first paying job, was running wow. the follow spots because in our theater in Montgomery County, um, it was just a really nice theater. Mm. They put a lot of money into it. So, the, um, I think it was the Doily Art, uh, the Savoyards, yeah. They would come in and do uh, Gilbert and Sullivan
0: oh, and,
1: wow. and use our theater our auditorium because it was so good. So I mm. got to run follow spots for that. Oh. And that was my first paid job.
0: Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, follow spots. cool. I never I never got to do spot, but I've done, you know, stage crew and <laughs> all that sort of thing. Been in the booth. But spot. Oh, yeah. Uh, I miss, missed that. Miss
1: oh, you missed that on that. Yeah. It's hard. It's kind of scary because you have to go up to the um, catwalk. And-
0: oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool all right so you were in don't blow the whistle <laughs> and you were like oh i don't know about that uh i'm, I'm gonna work with the crew that, that seems better but uh at, at some point well i guess you know you probably you went to college started your career and you got involved with this community at ridgecrest where were, was there any performing between i guess or like theater performing involvement between your your theater crew job and your time uh, in Ridgecrest? No,
1: there wasn't. No. Actually, because I lived in Maryland mm. and it was kind of hard to get to places. And mm. the advantage of Ridgecrest is it's a very small little town yeah. and there's not much to do there. Mm. So you have a, in small towns, sometimes you have, if you have that, you have a lot of people really interested in acting. It had a very mm. big theater community. Like that was it, and yeah. it, so that was the social life and hanging out with those people. And it was kind of like this. It's like, you know, you get you have your group of friends, and it was mm. all ages in that community theater from like thirteen up to like 70, 80 kind of. Oh, thing. that's so You're dealing with it was like commu- It was total community yeah, theater. Yeah,
0: everybody's involved. Yeah, so oh, I love that.
1: That was that was a lot of fun. So that yeah. was a little group of people I would hang out with a lot. So, but before that, so that was the first I had ever auditioned and even, mm. and I remembered doing the high school, doing the backstage and that's why I decided to just try that. And they said, well, oh, just try out. And then I, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, here we go. Mousetrap. Yeah. Yeah. Mousetrap. The lead. 240 lines. What? No. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: and then, yeah. And then it kicked off from there. All I right. I did. I fell so in
1: love. I got the bug.
0: And you got the bug. Well, you had it all along, I right? Know, yeah. You had it all along. You just didn't know how to, you hadn't been given a way to channel that, mm-hmm. a formal way. Yeah. All right. So you're in Ridgecrest. You're memorizing your lines. And then this uh, this this teacher shows up and they're like, hey, come try out improv. Mm-hmm. So what was your experience like, uh, I guess, starting improv for the first time?
1: Um, it was fun because I didn't have to memorize. And yeah. then it just gave us a freedom. I like mm. that freedom with improv that you can just think of stuff. So it's also a freedom, but it's also just your brain going all the time. But then you want to go f- free because you want to like... Not overthink it, which I like to do, mm-hmm. do sometimes. So it, it, was just, it was just charming to me.
0: Yeah. Too. And what kind of stuff did y'all do? Was it like short form games or?
1: Uh, Gosh, that was a while yeah. ago. I think it was more like short form kind yeah. of things. And games basically we played a lot of games cuz yeah. it was basically at the community college up there mm. but they taught all these classes that all ages could go to mm. so it was more of like the games and stuff she was kind of introducing us
0: to yeah, it. yeah just kind of giving you a taste and mm-hmm. probably finding stuff that would help with maybe the plays as well mm-hmm. you know memorizing all those lines. <laughs> all right. oh. Eight hundred lines.
1: Eight hundred—it's crazy.
0: I don't want to think about
1: that. And I just spent all my time doing it, so that's yeah. when I decided I don't want to be an actor. Yeah, you're like Phew. too many lines. Yeah,
0: I'll do this for fun, but.
1: Mm. <laughs> but I know people Yikes. that I had an acting teacher that she had to jump in because someone fell out of a play, mm. and she goes, "Oh, this is so hard." She was going through menopause at the time, oh, and she said, man. "Oh, it's so hard. It's going to take so long to memorize it." And it took her like uh, a couple of days <laughs> for a whole part. And it's like, wait, that's you. With your memory gone, yeah. <laughs> what do you sound like with it? With a yeah. great memory, some people what? are good. My husband's really good at it. he mm. can memorize stuff. Yeah, he remembers he can remember songs. Uh. I'm always like I get the first three lines and then I'm yeah, like,
0: that's it. I don't know. It it takes me time. <laughs> I was I record myself saying the lines and then I listen to it back. <laughs> I'll be in the car, wake up in the morning, I'll say it to myself and be like, <laughs> that's what I do. It's I haven't had to do that for a while, but when I did. <laughs>
1: Oh really? For <clears throat> you've done songs and stuff.
0: Oh yeah. Well, memorizing songs or just memorizing lines. I uh, I did a, an acting program in college, mm. so just just memorizing all the time monologues and scenes
1: it takes and so much time. Yeah, that's why I love the improv, and yes. I, I just really just it's like making up a story. I mm. find that it helps me write. Mm. And um, <laughs> I've told Matt this before. If we're going to bring up Matt that um, sometimes when I'm writing. Because he'd say, in improv, he'd always say, react to that, right? Mm, He said, Matt, sometimes in my head, when I'm writing a character, I hear you yelling, react to that. (laughs) I yell in your head sometimes. (laughs) I
0: hear your voice. I
1: hear your voice, yes.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you've known Matt for many years, so Mm. I I think that makes sense to like, he's the improv voice in your head.
1: (laughs) Yell in my head.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I've always thought of or like heard the term like improv is just writing on your feet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all it really is. Because you are writing. You're coming up with it on the spot, but it's your brain going...
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just
0: collaboratively writing it with another person. With
1: another person, yeah. 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 And that's the fun part, actually. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I have had to learn to not be in control mm. and not think things out and i think it's it's a wonderful ride when you just sit and wait for the other person and just take their gifts. yes that is that is so nice and and not come in with an agenda mm. that is that i think that's the biggest thing i learned in you know in the imp, iftp improv is yeah. learning not to come in with an agenda and i think that really helps in life too it's just to listen to people and not sit there and think Okay, they're talking, mm. but now I'm thinking about what I'm going to say when you yeah. stop talking. <laughs> when
0: is it my turn? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's so true. Like, I, I still catch myself going into a scene, you know, and you're like, I got a premise. And uh-huh. like, wouldn't this be funny if it goes this way? But you just got to let it go.
1: It, it kind of fails when you do that. Oh, it always
0: reason. does. Yeah. Always does.
1: And you think it's the funniest darn thing. And yeah. then then it's like, eh, fail.
0: <laughs> you're like, man, I'm good. Oh, I'm not nah, good. It's so good. <laughs> now. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like save that premise. You know, if you thought of something like that, great. But uh, save it for a sketch, or you know, write it down, use it later, use it in something else.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: All right, so jumping back to Ridgecrest, okay. uh, Ridgecrest. You moved to Marina Del Rey, uh-huh. uh huh, and you get involved. It was the the something Playhouse. I forgot. It started with the P. Oh wait, it right?
1: started at Studio City. Studio City, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I took a, um, I just took off from work for mm. a year and went to the um, to a film school there. Mm-hmm. And um, then I kind of had to go back to work. So uh, I moved out to Marina Del Rey. And that's where I did the Promenade Playhouse. Promenade Playhouse. Where that's I met Matt.
0: You met Matthew Moore. Matthew Moore. And you said at Promenade Playhouse, you were doing just like acting classes, improv classes. Just the improv class. Oh, okay, just the improv class. Because I did it
1: out in, in Studio City. Mm. And then when I moved out to Marina Del Rey, I... Um, I wanted to continue doing that.
0: Uh, okay. Yes. Because at that point, you know, improv and acting at Ridgecrest, then, you, oh, uh, LA Comedy Connection, mm-hmm. uh, that's, yeah, in Studio City, and then Promenade Playhouse. I'm getting yes. it. I'm getting it. All right. And then, yeah, you met Matthew Moore. So, all right, I got to ask, what what was <laughs> what was Matthew Moore like in those days?
1: Kind of the same. Kind of the same. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't really changed a lot. <laughs> 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 kind of wacky. In fact, there, yeah. you can't, if you... Dig deep into my Facebook. You can find the um, a picture of me and a couple of the other people and mm. Matt. And we had, we called, we had a, a little group for some reason for like a week called a group chartreuse or something like that. Chartreuse. <laughs> just pick an I obscure like that. color. Yeah. Because it's like orange, right? Or is yeah, it I green? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Orangey. Uh, don't prob- don't check pro- me on that. Yeah. I
1: probably threw that out just because it seemed kind that of weird. That's right, though. yeah Esoteric. yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Chartreuse. So, yeah, kind of intense. I, I liked it. It was It's absolutely fun. So I've stayed with it. I like that whole it's intensity of yeah. interest in it. And then the fact that it's kind. I mean, I've taken acting classes at some places where they mm. aren't as kind. Yeah. And I've talked to other people, and they've had experiences. I think back in the days, they weren't so kind they would um, – it was like a marathon. Oh, Yo, you gotta! You can't take Halloween off, or you can't do this. you're really intense. But this is a very kind environment, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so you're working. You're, you're doing classes at the Promenade Playhouse. Yeah. Um, and I mean, at this point, you know, you've been you've been doing improv a little while then, huh? So you're, I mean, you're experienced. And this this guy from the Chartreuse troupe goes... <laughs> <is>
1: our troupe.
0: <laughs> yeah. From, you from your troupe, the Chartreuse. Yeah. <laughs> I can't so even stupid. say it. I can't say that group word. Chartreuse, yeah, group like that. Chartreuse. Group uh, oh, Chartreuse. That's a tongue twister at this point. Um, He's like, hey, start, I'm going to jail to start my own improv studio. Mm-hmm. What what made... Just his kindness and like you'd seen his work. You were like, yeah, I think I'll go. I'll yeah. trust this guy. Because it was fun. I
1: had fun. I mean, I was yeah. doing it mainly... For fun, and I needed a creative outlet, yeah. and um, I prefer creative outlets because mm, mm-hmm. you know, I went to the other. Yeah.
0: Events.
1: And uh, so I just followed him. He said, let's go. And I said, okay, let's go. I'm pretty mel-
0: that way and there you go <laughs> like, there hey, we go. sounds sure. good sounds good yeah
1: i mean that's that's an
0: improviser's attitude that's, though you know, you're a, like well, yes and we'll see where it goes yeah.
1: yeah i think a lot of my life has been people saying why don't you do this and i'll say okay yeah you're like, mm, okay sounds good yeah. Kind of, yeah i kind of yes and but in kind of a kind of a mellow way like yeah oh yeah that sounds good
0: yeah more casually you know go with the flow yep.
1: yeah absolutely yeah,
0: see where it takes you and you'll figure things out once you get there I like that though. I think that's a good attitude to have. A lot of times, it's easier easier to go about life with that
1: attitude. Oh, yeah,
0: fighting everything. <laughs> I know fighting I like, change and. I like the easy. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, so you are, I think, the like the longest tenured IFTP member. You're you're an honorary IFTP member, I would say. Huzzah! 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 Indeed. <laughs> so I want to ask, what? Maybe what have you seen stay the same, and what have you seen change over the years? Maybe besides the facility, of course.
1: Um, we're not in jail. We're not in jail, well, and there's no ghosts. I know. Why can't nice. I see ghosts? It's a little
0: disappointing. I don't like me. There's the ghost light. The, ghost the light. Pico. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I did my Catherine Hepburn oh, laugh. Got uh-huh. me. Got me. <laughs> oh,
0: that was good. That was good, Diana.
1: <laughs> Um, well, let's say the same is that he's very interested in what he's doing and his people, he cares, you know, this is really important to him. And what I, what I really like, and I know him well enough to know that he used to work in the hotel business Mm. and he, he's kind of like a little hero in the sense that he just said, I'm just going to dump the here, the, um, the hotel job and go pursue his dream. And that was Mm. super cool. So I wish I had the nerve to do that. It's hard. And, but I'm going to say, and, um, so that's kind of stayed the same, his intensity and his caring. I just like that. Uh, I think he's, what's kind of changed is he's really researching stuff now. Like mm. I, you can tell he's been reading a lot of books and he says, oh, and all this stuff. So he's really, um, he's just getting more and more into it. It's, it's becoming his baby. And it, it was like, kind of neat to see that grow from, oh, I'm just doing this, um, you know, after my work, other work, and mm. now it's just become his entire family. I feel like it's a, his family.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's you can't good say He doesn't
1: have kids. He has kids. We're all his kids.
0: That's true. Just, I don't even know how many. A hundred plus. He's like, yeah, there's... I don't know how many members. There's quite a few.
1: There's a few. Yeah, Man, it's really cool. grown. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Especially right now, there's like a million classes every night. Mm-hmm. There's like 15 teachers. I don't even know.
1: <laughs> I know. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I mean, that's just like... If you ever worry about whether you should just go and follow your dream, then mm. why not? Yeah, worst you can do is fail, and then you go back and get the other job.
0: Yeah, now. then you know at least <laughs> you've it. answered the question. Yeah. yeah,
1: so that's what I'm trying to do with my art is just yeah. kind of put it out there and see if I can actually sell more than. And I've passed Vincent Van Gogh. So
0: you've passed Van Gogh. Yeah. So take that.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not really, yeah. dissing Van Gogh, but.
0: Yeah. He's not gonna know. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I'll get spirit. I'll get mm. spirit. Um, a ghost follow me tonight. Mm. Hey, you! Don't stop picking on me. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Um, <laughs> well, we're gonna watch out for that ghost. I gotta yeah. I gotta get some like we gotta get some like ghost hunters. I guess not busters, but hunters. Maybe take them to the Pico sometime and see if they can.
1: If they have that, check
0: out the facilities. Yeah. Well, we're here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of had experience with ghosts that people said I had it. It was mm-hmm. an experience with ghosts, you know. Mm. And I tell it, but I'm always thinking practically, yeah. so it's hard for me. But I've told the story before, and they said that was a ghost experience. Mm. So
0: there you go. It, it may have been a ghost. May have. May have. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> can't be sure. Can't be sure. Can't be sure. <laughs> um, all right, Diana. So thinking about your let's let's call it your improv career thus far? And I think you've touched on this a little bit related to like not coming in with a plan, right. And giving Mm -hmm. up control. And then also, right. I guess we'd call it active listening, right. Instead of just being like, here's my response. Um, how do you think just as an improviser, uh, how have you grown or changed as an improviser during your improv career?
1: During my improv career, Mm. I feel that, like I said, I, I'm, Trying to yes and more and pay more attention and let the other person talk and not come in with an agenda. Um, Basically, that's it. Because I think also, pardon me, I think also in my life, I do that too much. And it's really, you know, you want to be in control and and I think I need to let that go. So um, I think that's how I've grown because I think I was always writing the story and now I just kind of let it go with it and it's just it's such a wave it's such Mm. a nice wave when when you do that I think
0: yeah absolutely absolutely all right so how do you think this is this is going to be a two-pronged question Mm -mm. it's a two-tined if if we're using a fork um so the first part with your artistic career right I'm gonna divide it into your day job and your artistic career uh what impact do you think improv has had on your artistic career? I mean, your writing, your your, your visual
1: arts. Yeah. I think that I'm less held back by mm. things. Because I know in acting, I used to think, oh, if I play a, a, a bad person mm. or an evil person or something like that, I might get judged for it. Mm. Or for writing, I think if I write something like very horrific, I might get judged for it. And then I just Don't, you know, just do it. Who cares, right? I mean, just go and write that. And then that stuff really appeals to people because you kind of like seeing um, villains. Villains are very interesting people because in a way, you don't want to actually meet a villain. You don't want to be a villain. But it's kind of like us looking at that and saying, this is the what if. Mm. And that's kind of the thing with, with the improv is that it's the what if of thing let's just keep going with it because you know you, we're practical people we don't want to die so we make good choices basically yeah. Right? Yeah. as opposed to horror films yeah. but i think those kind of horror films or that kind of stuff gives you the opportunity to see what would happen if you had chosen that mm. right you go down a road and you see a fan with no windows and in your mind you say it's dark i think i'll turn the other way mm-hmm. right but isn't there a little part of you that says kind of want to know what happens if I went in there. Yeah. And that's what writing's all about. Mm. Is that kind of just just go with it. Don't don't do don't hold back. And I think that's what that's really helped me with too with um writing and with the acting. It's not worrying about that, but just going with the whole just yes and it like, okay. This will make it worse. And that's the other thing of in that that I, I love is that just make things worse. Mm. That's so much more interesting. It's so fulfilling because we don't want to do that. It's dangerous and scary, but there is a part of us that a, I think wants to know what happens if they did make those horrible choices. Mm. And I mean, real horrible choices, like going in, going up the, you know, going up the attic when the ghost, the house says, get out. Why? What are you doing? (laughs)
0: But yeah, we want to see him do that. You
1: want to see him do that. And then, second part i think is that we get a certain mm, satisfaction of going well we wouldn't do that well i wouldn't
0: no no, yeah that's not a smart choice yeah
1: (laughs) not the smart choice i would make yeah
0: (laughs) that's very true i like that yeah just make things worse i mean that's what we want to do in improv scenes that's and i mean in writing too like you said it's it's the unexplored
1: yeah Yeah. because you want to see that because i i just and i i love making things worse because because matt will say that um You know, we're polite people, so we don't, we want things better. Like if you said, Oh, I've had a horrible day, and I'd say, Oh, it's okay.
0: Yeah, we want to fix it.
1: But what if I said, Well, you deserve a horrible day? (laughs) It's
0: good. Good. (laughs) Like, I'm glad you had one. (laughs) Like,
1: what? Yeah. That's That's
0: interesting. I know,
1: it makes good theater, but it doesn't make good life. (laughs)
0: Mm, Makes good theater, but doesn't make good life. Oh, it's a a good quote, (laughs) Stan.
1: Thanks.
0: All All right. I love that. All right. Um so here comes the second prong of this question.
1: Wait, I thought oh. that was, I didn't know there was oh, okay. I thought that was the second prong. Yeah. Okay.
0: Or I guess, yeah, because we talked about your creative work and your writing. Oh. Um, but what about like uh and I guess loosely, right, like maybe your day job. Have you seen improv have an impact there?
1: Yes. And I think that everyone could use it because Matt will do um classes at yeah. work, and I just think my yeah. people at work could use it too but they're scientists and they're very open they love they're very they're very open to funny. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they they love the funny so. And they've a couple of them came to my show to to see um, Company Christmas the radio mm, play mm. and they like that. So I have some really nice friends that come mm, and see my Fantastic. So I think that in that oops, I'm sorry. that um the whole yes and you know mm. you don't have to and the other I hear what you're saying. And I want to go from there. Mm. And it's worked so much better than having kind of this agenda and people don't listen to each other. It's so much better when you just say, okay, um, I see what you're saying. Let's work with that kind of thing. Mm. So I think it's just interpersonal. And that's basically what any job is, right? It's just because yeah. it's, you may go and say, I want to do a certain job, but it's, and you'll, and you think this is really great when you're in school. But the real problem is probably the bureaucracy Mm. that makes it less as less wonderful. (laughs) not as wonderful as you thought it was going to be when Mm. you were in college. Mm -hmm. So anytime you make that human dynamics in just about any job, uh, you know, more smooth basically. Mm. And I think listening to other people really helps with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to do that. And then interesting enough, when you do it, the other person picks up on it Mm. and does it too.
0: Yeah. They'll reciprocate
1: that behavior. Yeah. And they won't even know they're doing it. They'll just, they'll just do it because there's no, there's no tension there. It isn't, what are you doing? The, I have my opinion. And I've seen that before in the science world where they kind of get the attitude of, I know things and you don't, and they're going to trump them. And I think that was in the past more than it is in the present. So
0: mm. Mm. I like that a lot. Man, you, you nailed that. Nailed that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Just uh, Yeah, the idea of people reciprocating that. Behavior is really interesting to me because I think you're right. It just takes like one person to mm-hmm. do that and be like, you know what? I'm just going to listen and let you say what you have to say and maybe we'll go with it.
1: It's amazing how just one, yeah. you think that, that you're not going to make a, a difference and one person can just make a complete change mm-hmm. in the room. And it, and it takes a little bit of um, courage to do that. But if you can be that one person, I think that can just, it just I think deep down everyone wants that kind of calmness mm-hmm. and the tension that's caused by the anger I think they want the calmness. So if one person jump, kind of steps up and is the calming voice and listens and, you know, the whole yes ands and everything, then I think it's just a wave of everyone going, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah, what yeah. we really oh. want. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll <laughs> like, relaxing. that impact spread, will spread throughout the room. It yeah.
0: spread. There it <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing. All right. I got a couple more questions for you. Okay. And then we're going to do some improv.
1: Oh, yeah. Woo.
0: Huzzah. Huzzah. Indeed, (laughs) indeed. All right. Uh, So let's, we'll call it second and last question. Um, Do you have any like improv, let's call it pet peeves. Like something happens on stage and you're like, or just something that other improvisers do. You're just like, ah, why'd you do that?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, I think it has to be the denying thing. Mm, Yeah. And, And I don't even think that it's a matter of, Oh, I've come up with this great idea. How can you not do it? It's just sort of, let's just go with the flow. Or someone might say, uh, just kind of yell or something. The yelling. Yelling mm. is just too much. It's like we need to calm down. I mean, sometimes it has its place, the yelling, but a lot of times when it starts getting into too much yelling. And then I start yelling. And it's just <laughs> it's just yeah. I I need to make myself just go. Calm down. Yeah.
0: It's like if you start yelling, where do you go from there? Yeah, no. Yeah, so there's no room for a journey. Yeah.
1: Mm. So mm. probably either yeah, dying or just getting too yelly. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, all our games tonight are going to be yelling. So
1: okay. Only <laughs> <laughs> some water first. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're like, oh, all right. Well, fine. Fine. Okay. Yeah, they're all starting at uh, level ten and then just at, staying there at
1: level at eleven.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll turn it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. My last question for you. Thinking about uh, your improv work right now, because I, I know, you know you're know still in classes, you're still here, you're involved at the theater, right? You, um, what are some things that you're working on as an improviser, as a performer right now? Maybe some goals that you have in your artistic work or some techniques that you're trying to work on in your performance, whatever that may be.
1: For improv or just in general? Uh, let's say both,
0: for improv and then just in general.
1: Uh, well, like before, I'm always not having an agenda and then, but... Just kind of going with the flow. I just, I just really like that because we've had a couple classes where you had a whole lot of people. We did that um, sleepover thing. Remember the sleepover thing where everyone's—it's like all the girls are doing a sleepover. Oh, the game sleepover. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, we had a sleepover. (laughs)
0: It's like
1: (laughs) with the cat. Remember? uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So. the last one we did, they don't always go that well, but this one was just yeah. like a wave of constructive waves. Yes. It was okay. so good. Cause everyone was just kind of going at the right time. Mm. And that that was really nice. So I, I like the whole just sit back and go with the wave kind of thing. And just listen to what they're saying. Cause that, it's so much it's actually more fun because it is you're still analyzing, you know, you're still thinking, Well, what am I gonna say to that? And that's that's a game in itself, right? Mm. It's just like, oh, they said that. What am I gonna say? And what was the other question? Oh, in life. Yeah. Um, kind of the same things too. I mean, you get you got to mellow out, you know. As you get It's yeah. right. I I think when I was younger, I just worried about stuff so much and then you realize, oh, I'm getting towards the end of the amusement park times. So I have mm. got to enjoy this. A little
0: got to mellow out a you little got bit. You to mellow out a little bit yeah. and
1: just enjoy stuff so. Did hmm. I that that answer the question? Uh, yeah, I okay. think so.
0: I think <laughs> the end of the amusement park times. So.
1: You get closer. And at the beginning, you're like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And then, right? And yeah. then then you kind of take it um, for granted, like, oh, mm. I got plenty of time. And then when it's like, oh, it's going to close at nine, mm. you're thinking, what do I really want out of my life mm. or this amusement park?
0: Mm. Some good perspective. <laughs> some good perspectives got me thinking. I think I got to mellow out a little bit on a few things. So I will, uh, I'm going to take that advice home.
1: So yeah. What do you want to do with the, with your life? You, you know, as you get older, you have less time left. Yeah,
0: you have less time, and time is, time is really all we really have. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you. You're yeah, welcome to go that. home and rethink my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to get a cat and just rethink everything.
1: <laughs> just a bag, read a book, have a cat yeah. and a dog sit on you.
0: <laughs> Diana has changed my outlook on <laughs> life today.
1: <tonight>. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, really, though, you've you, you posed some good questions and some good, like, I don't know, ways ways to approach things. So I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Diana. Ready to do some improv? Yes. All right. So we've got uh, three games that we're going to be playing tonight uh, to conclude this episode of Improv for the Podcast. Uh, so this first game uh, is actually interesting because it's kind of tied into something you mentioned. So you mentioned right the what if when it comes to writing. So we're going to be playing a game. Uh, and this is an experimental game. We'll we'll see how it goes. I but I have faith in us that we're gonna be able to play this well. Uh, so we're just kind of gonna uh, like ping pong back and forth. Okay. Just coming up with uh, what if scenarios. Then at some point, uh, I'm just gonna pick one and I'm gonna ask you to elaborate on it. And you're just gonna make it up. You're okay. Kind of on the spot. So like an example, some weird example, but it's like what if uh, everyone could fly on a broom like Harry Potter? Yeah, you know, that that could be a what if. So we're just gonna you and I we're just gonna what if. Off the dome, see what we can come up with. Okay. Uh, Are we
1: doing that one or a different one?
0: Uh, we won't We won't do that one. Uh, that's our example. Yeah, we could do better than Harry Potter.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, so I'll just think of a what if. You'll think of one. And then wait.
1: I, you're thinking of one, and then we're going to riff off that?
0: Uh, or no, or I didn't of- explain this well. Um, well, <laughs> we're going to... Yeah, wait. So I'll... I'll start. I'll just think of a, a what if scenario off the top of my head, and uh-huh. I'll go to you. You'll think of one. We're gonna keep going back and forth until basically I pick one. Oh, okay. Yeah, just just to see what we come up with. Okay. I don't know. And then uh, we'll rip off we'll rip off the one that's chosen. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was a thank you. <laughs> we're, this is a work. We're workshopping this game. Yeah, I think, I think so. it's got potential. All right. So what if. We had to use roller skates all the time. As soon as you got out of bed, roller skates.
1: What if um, clock time was actually slower than we realized it? What
0: does that even mean? (laughs) What does that even mean? What if... uh, like everything technology wise was still the same but we still used uh t- torches for light
1: what if uh there actually was a monster named frank a monster that was created by frankenstein and they took over the world
0: oh i want to hear more about that <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good all right so wh- how did uh how did this monster take over the world
1: well basically Frankenstein made the one monster, mm. and uh, he insisted that he have a bride made for him. Mm. And after that, Apple decided that they could make something out of this, right? They say, well, I think everyone's going to want a monster. Mm. So they started creating these monsters because they figured this was the kind of new AI yeah. kind of thing, but but a little more um, you know organic, right? Because it's made out of parts. And then mm. they... Would be able to open up all the uh, uh, graveyards, right? Because we really need the the land, nice. so yeah. they would start using the people. And you could, and then you kind of get charged for it because mm-hmm. if your grandma was part of the, the monster, then you could say, mm-hmm. "Hey, grandma's come back," and the monster's yeah. part of that. So <laughs> you'd have so many of these parts that were uh, and people that were supposedly monsters. That after a while, the monsters would be. And they would be the norm, basically. And and Apple would be making tons of money off of this. As always. Until the monsters realized or that the other the fabricated humans mm. decided that um, no, they were gonna take over. Why is Apple running everything? Yeah. Right? That's run by humans. Ugh. Right. Ugh. So so they would take over and then we became the disenfranchised, the the people who are only one one. Or the only they, one person. they flip the script. Yeah, they flip the script this yeah. time.
0: So then it's there's a there's a monster who creates a human. Yes. And there's just one human. Oh man, this is uh, a. Oh man, that would be rough. I'm just thinking about all the graveyards, just going through all that.
1: Well, yeah. Because <sighs> then, then once yeah, the, you gotta that do it. Because, like you said, once the monster creates their the human again. Yeah. Um, it's been oh, it's been hundreds of years, hundreds so of we've years, kind yeah. of forgotten about everything. The norm mm. is the monsters, who are not the monsters anymore, and we're the unusual. So when they yeah. create that, that starts all over. And whatever the new company is, it could be mm. like Persimmon Company, Persimmon, Persimmon
0: Computers, Persimmon Monsters.
1: <laughs> yes, and then they decide to make a profit out of it, and then all of a sudden, hundreds of years later, the humans are in control again. And this is this ever, never ending, you know how you yeah. know how human history it's just a keeps going in cycle, yeah. yeah.
0: History is history's told by the victor, right? Yeah. And uh, how did um, did Doctor Frankenstein live to see these changes, or was he uh, turned in, was he used up turned into a <laughs> well, monster?
1: You know, that his monster, his original mm. monster, really grew attached to him because he mm. kind of taught him how to do things. Yeah, like singing, was and his dance creator. Yeah. He's yeah. like his dad.
0: <laughs> oh, <it's> young Frankenstein. It's <laughs> you know, Young
1: Frankenstein. Right? If yeah. you're blue and you don't know uh, where to go to, why don't you try? Put on the roots. Yeah. <laughs> Put on the roots. Yeah. So, wow. so with that, he, you know, he, he really loved them. So he kind of kept them, and mm. in, in a glass case, just oh, like Snow White, sweet. you know. Yeah. And decided to, once the technology was better through persimmon, that um, persimmon computers, that he he uh, he would reanimate him. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Blackout.
0: <laughs> wow, that was a great that's
1: wow it's a, it's, it's, it's a cycle it's a cycle <laughs> it's that's a what cycle. it is yeah, it's,
0: it's a what like. if it's the you know, cycle it's of what life if. Yeah. i'm a you know i like uh i like the book mary shelley's book frankenstein so you know interesting book i like young frankenstein mm-hmm. so that was, that was right at my alley
1: <laughs> i mean can you imagine writing a book that that later on people are just they're they're just listening to they're yeah. reading they're making movies out of it that's the goal isn't yeah. it i mean she's immortalized
0: yeah i mean that book you know they learn it in school, but it's also in popular culture. Yeah. Like,
1: and you know. you've read the book, right? It's, oh, yeah. it's different than the other.
0: Guy. Yeah. Yeah. I I really enjoyed the book, though. Just, yeah, yeah the overreaching ambition of man, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. Oh, yeah. All the themes. This is a fantastic book, you know, and then just Frankenstein's just, well, Frankenstein's monster this is a cool monster. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, Boris Karloff did such a great job. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you watch Bride of Frankenstein, what's amazing is that at some point, you know, he's a monster and he's killing people, but it's because he's basically a toddler in a giant body. Yeah. But then that part where he's with the old man and the uh, the older bland, the old blind man, mm. you feel sorry for him. Yeah. I w- just watching the audience go from like, oh, a scary monster to, oh, mm. you know, worse course left at that, like a champ, I think.
0: Yeah. Amazing, amazing. It's just, this episode's all Frankenstein. <laughs> it
1: well, it's, that's, that's it's the right day after Halloween.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, fair point, fair point. <laughs> All
1: right. It's fresh in my mind.
0: Uh, I'm going to move us on to our next game. Now, this game, uh, hand-picked, hand-crafted for you, Diana. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, this game is called cat catastrophe yeah. <laughs> mm. And uh, in this game, uh, you are going to play a cat okay. who you're you're stuck in a situation, and you need to explain your way out of it. It's mm-hmm. um, cats uh, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to give you an example situation. So I... Let's see. You knocked over a vase. Oh, a, a vase. We don't know what kind of vase, mm-hmm. but uh, you need to explain it to me why you knocked over the vase mm-hmm. and justify why you did it um, from the perspective of the cat.
1: I was a physicist in another life, and I like to watch things fall over because I love gravity. Right? Gravity. Yes. Right. Oh, I mean, so I was. I was Isaac Newton in another life, and I just. Gravity is very important to me. So every time I watch it, it's like its own experiment. It's like it's, it's saying to me, yes, we have gravity, and therefore the world is good. Because if we didn't have gravity, what would we have? Chaos.
0: I guess we'd have chaos.
1: We'd have chaos, everything floating up. So it's just a scientific experiment. And every time you tell me not to knock something over, you're, you're inhibiting my, my scientific studies.
0: Tabitha, that vase was a was a family heirloom. And, you know, when I leave the house, I trust you that everything's going to be fine while I'm gone.
1: But I have an impulse. I can't control it. Maybe if you made rubber vases instead, then it wouldn't be a problem.
0: <sighs> I, I suppose so. But that's, nobody wants a rubber vase, Tabitha. I know, <laughs> I know you're, you're kind, you, you don't value vases the way we do.
1: But you just don't know what it's like. It's an addiction. I try not to do it. Seriously, I've but it ever. talks to me. It just says, please knock me over. It's like it talks to me in my
0: head. That's that's crazy. It, it is. Vases can't talk.
1: They don't. Tabitha. But it's just, it's like it's talk, It's an impulse. I have a problem, okay? Hmm. I have a problem. Maybe you could help me
0: with it. I, I I want to. I, I I'm thinking. I just I, I'm scared to bring another priceless family heirloom into this home for the fact that you're going to break it. And you I, know, I
1: I think what might help is more treats. More treats. More okay. Treats. Maybe if you had a case of treats, I would be distracted by that.
0: I could do that. I well, I had a thought. Okay. And let me know how you feel about sure. this. Sure. You know. <laughs> Because we're problem solving on this, Tabitha, you and I, um, what if I left out some, some cups for you to knock over? Maybe I put them on the counter or in different parts of the house.
1: That is perfectly fine. Okay. That would I just have a need to, to knock them over. And that's, that's my addiction. You have to understand that I just have to knock it. I just like to see where it's going. I like yeah. to see what happens. It's the what if. Hmm. What if I knock this over? What if I?
0: I guess I could see how that could be fun.
1: So maybe if you put the Ming vase over the carpet Mm. area, so if I knock it over, it doesn't get broken.
0: Yes, yes, that's true.
1: It's really just—it's just the—it's just the feeling, the joy of knocking something over Hmm. and watching it. Yes. Well,
0: Tabitha, I've—I've never actually tried to knock something over on purpose. Have
1: you? You haven't?
0: No, it's, it's always been an accident.
1: Well, that's your problem. Maybe if you tried to not, maybe if you just did it, you'd realize how addicting it is. It's yes. like Pringles. Pring-
0: Pringles yes, you, for
1: humans, right?
0: Yeah, you, you know, Tabitha, yeah, I, you can't have just one.
1: I've seen you, you with Pringles, it's uh, embarrassing.
0: I don't tell anyone about that. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> I have can. I have a problem.
1: With Pringles.
0: Well, Tell you what, let's try this. I have a can of sour cream and onion Pringles right oh yeah, here.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, oh, they have that now?
0: Uh, yes, they do. They're my favorite flavor.
1: If I was a human, I would just...
0: Oh, if you were a human, Tabitha. you I would eat that. You couldn't have just one. I
1: could. It's impossible.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess Pringles are my, are my vases. <laughs> yes,
1: you have to have them.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to try this. I'm going to set this can here, uh-huh. and I'm, I'm going to knock it over, Tabitha. Wow, that's two. Where's this going to... What's going to happen? No. I'm going to take the lid off so that
1: oh, oh, so it crunches even more? Yeah, we're going to see. And then you accidentally step on them?
0: Maybe. And it
1: goes into the carpet? We don't
0: know. Okay. We can't know what's going to happen. Okay. No, I, do it. No, I I can do this. I Do it. Yeah. This isn't weird. It's just I I need to show interest in your interest, too.
1: Well, that'd be really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm part of the family, you know, and I'm kind of just hanging around the house. I yes. don't get to go out to, you know.
0: Yeah, you know, I leave, I go to work, I, I go to see friends, and you're here all the time, but, you know, Tabitha, I care about you. I'm, I know. And I want you, like I said, I want you to see that I'm interested in what you're interested in.
1: So. I'm interested in what you're interested in. And that's why, well, I, that's why I picked up on the Pringles.
0: <gasps> that's very sweet. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm going to try and pick up on this, this tipping, yeah. this spilling. Try it. Here
1: we go. <clears throat> How was that? So satisfying, isn't it? That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. You know what makes it even better? Watching it as it goes down. I think... And then just staring at it. Oh my gosh,
0: it was fantastic, Tabitha. I felt so free. Yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen.
1: Can I try her Pringles?
0: Yes, you may have a Pringle. Here you go. Can I have another? You can't have just one.
1: You got you. (laughs) Blackout!
0: Oh, that was so fun. silly. That was great. I think every pet owner would love to have that conversation.
1: What does dogs do? That's that's kind of like comparable to that. Circling. Uh, so,
0: yeah, so they, you know, when they like burrow, like when they dig in the carpet or like the bed or whatever, wherever they. Are. Yeah, so I guess that.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I've never tried that. You know, I've never gotten in my bed. And go, <laughs> <laughs> it
1: might be really fun. Yeah,
0: spin in a circle first, and a then lay before down. You sit down. Yeah, I've never done that. <laughs> try but it. Maybe.
1: You know. We Uh, might learn from them.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good point. (laughs) Mm. Mm. Really uh, opening my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's weird how it came in, but I've seen a meme where it's like a, a guy and a dog staring out a window and it, it says like, uh, I'm showing interest in my dog's interest too, and I guess that just like like came out because I saw it like yesterday.
1: Yeah, I've seen that for the cats too. Yeah, it's like, because what this one lady, you know, cats will look at birds and they go, K-k-k-k-k. yeah. She was doing that too. Oh,
0: it's like the the chattering, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's always that's, oh, so interesting when they do that.
1: Oh man, I mean, think about it. They know our, our language. They mm. know a lot more words than we do. Yeah, we don't know their true. words.
0: Oh no, not at all. Can't no. say a single thing. <laughs> Yeah, but and they I, and I, they learn their name. You know, they yeah. have an idea for, like, what we're doing or what we're trying to communicate to them. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, man, we're so limited. Uh.
1: I right know. Who, who are the brainiacs, right? <sighs> we go out and work and support them.
0: <laughs> it ain't us. It ain't us. Yeah, that's true. We do. We do go out and work. <laughs> they stay at home and they wait and say, what did you bring for me?
1: Yeah. What did it's you bring it. to me? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Wow, society. It's just a cat's world and we're just living in yeah. it. Yeah. We're just yeah. living in it. Go get Clum. Uh, Bring her oh, home. I know. She's gonna be there. She's gonna be there. I'm gonna What go. does she look like? Um, I've only seen her at nighttime. I don't know where she goes during the day. But um she she has like white, uh brown and black, I would say. Those are her colors.
1: Okay, calico?
0: Yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, so if she's okay. calico, probably female then, yeah, oh, yeah. Calico's a yeah. She may be calico. I I'm not great on my cat breeds. My sister has a calico, so I know that mm-hmm. um, from growing up. And that's like the only, or like a tabby cat, I guess I could recognize. Yeah. That's it. I got a tabby. Ah, yeah. that's why I said Tabitha in this <laughs> yeah. scene, because I thought Tabby. Tabitha. Tabby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and <Damn>. bewitched.
0: <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah, and bewitched. Oh, okay. All right, we got one more game. <laughs> one oh, more, more game. Um, I, no cats in this one. Um, I know. What's the point? Um, but cats have been a dominant theme, dominant theme this dominant. evening. It's, 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 it's all clam. Uh, so for this last game, uh, Diana, this is inspired because uh, I was thinking about camp and I think some other improv scenes I've seen you do as well, but you're, you're absolutely fantastic as, as playing like a villain. Yeah. just like a super villain. And then you were even talking about it earlier yeah. and I was like, Oh it's man, fun. it's just, you know, it writes itself. And uh, I was just, I wanted to uh, tee you up to give me a portrayal. So, uh, you are going to be playing in the scene a supervillain, a James Bond esque style supervillain, and you are going to be explaining your plan to take over the world with a random object that I have picked for you. Okay. So you're going to be, you know, this is that moment in the film with a supervillain. Oh, I have you now, blah, blah blah. You know, you're going to do it better. Okay. Um, explain your whole plan, how you took over the world, or how you plan to take over the world with a deck of playing cards.
1: Yes, I will confuse all the humans because I will do magic tricks. And while they are trying to pick the proper card, I will steal all the bank's money, basically. And it will mesmerize people. See these cards? These cards. You think this is just a jack? But it's not. What is Look it? into its eyes, and it will mesmerize you, and you will want to just give me everything, basically, and follow me forever. Is it working? Try this, king. This oh. Is the king? Oh, he's even more powerful.
0: I, that I'm, follow my words. It's my my wallet. Your Take wallet. it. Take yes. it. Yes. Take Thank it. You. Yes. Yes, my king. Very good.
1: And then the queen. Oh. Bowing is very important. I have to bow. I, I can't I explain can't it. can't explain. And the one. God. Uh, the ace. What is happening? That one is making you bow down before me. Dr.
0: Doctor, Doctor Suits, you have to stop this. It's not right. Not right. How could it... That,
1: right, that, not right. And I'm very bad. And James Bond... You will never. You will be in my power for the entire rest of my life and my henchmen. No. Yes. No. And you want to do that?
0: I. Uh, I do. You
1: can't fight it, can you? I want to serve. <laughs> no.
0: Oh, please. Please, I'll fold. Cut the fold yes. <laughs> Doctor, I uh, I just have one question.
1: Well, go ahead.
0: Once once the entire human race is enslaved, what does your your new world order look like? Your new civilization?
1: It looks like Apple. The Apple. corporation. I'm taking my inspiration from Steve Jobs. Mm. He's the most evil of all. <laughs> oh and I don't like the competition
0: there will be none there will be, be one one deck
1: and they will all serve everyone will so, serve me tomatoes and mozzarella devious. devious devious
0: no more no more Italian flavors for the rest of us right.
1: <laughs> what is that even called tomatoes and mozzarella it's very tasty oh, this is
0: Bruschetta? No. Uh, Something else.
1: Uh, right No, people are saying, no, it's this. It's <laughs> this. That's what it's called.
0: But in your new world, you'll define what
1: I'm it is. I'm calling it Sam.
0: <gasps> Sam. All the Sam for you. All the
1: Sam for me. <laughs> Bring me more Sam. Blackout.
0: <laughs> oh, I think cards are a hypnotizing thing. Just, yeah, the power of street magic. Oh yeah, I've seen that before.
1: And then it's funny because I've seen a magician working, but mm. I happen to be standing back here, so I saw the sleight of hand. Mm. But it, you can see it right in front of them. Yeah, magicians yeah. are. Can pretty be, cool. Can be pretty cool and pretty
0: Pre- scary. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty cool and pretty scary. I had I had a brief phase in I think like sixth grade. I was like, yeah, I
1: think I I think
0: I want to do magic.
1: I did too. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah, that's like I, dinosaurs. <sighs>
0: <laughs> Wait, magic with dinosaurs?
1: Well, no, it's just like something every kid Oh, yeah, yeah, dinosaurs. It. You have but a that'd moment. would be kind of fun. Oh, uh, my God. I hadn't even thought about that. We could have brought dinosaurs into this. Oh,
0: always. always dinosaurs are always needed. Yeah, I want to yeah. bring those back. Yeah, yeah. a couple T Rexes, yeah. you know, Triceratops, yeah. Yeah, Stegosaurus. Yeah. Get a few in there.
1: Did you collect those when you were a
0: kid? Uh, I think I did. I had a, I had a bit of a phase because I, you know, I probably had like a t shirt with a velociraptor on it or something. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, <laughs> you know Yeah, you know, there there was a moment for dinosaurs. I still kind of
1: like them. I mean, they're cool. Yeah,
0: cool. What would, and what do we have like them now? Like some reptiles, alligators and crocodiles, chickens, chickens, right? Yeah, I guess chickens are the more like <laughs> <First>. scientifically accurate. <laughs> yeah, but chickens are so. you'd
1: uh, be loving. I've yeah. seen someone. I've seen a little boy hug a chicken. One oh. of those kind of videos. He has yeah. chicken. He
0: hugged him. So. Yeah. It's like a viral video. Like, cute yeah. moment, kid. Cute moment, kid. <laughs> kid the... hugs chicken. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> That's right. Can't afford pet. Yeah. Can't afford cat or oh, dog.
0: <laughs> gets chicken instead.
1: Yes. Oh, okay. God. <laughs> Thanks for the chicken. Mm-hmm, I guess. Timmy, Timmy has a puppy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My kid just has chicken. Says chicken. <laughs> it's the way we went. Yeah, It's good for him. It's, yeah. it's love. Him. Yeah. Love. Um, all right, Diana. Before we conclude tonight's episode, are there any final words you want to leave us with? Words, of wisdom, words on chickens or anything at all?
1: Um, I would say that it's very important <laughs> to finish your
0: vegetables. Mm. That's true. Even even the gross ones.
1: What are your gross ones?
0: Honestly, you know, I thought it would change, but like peas are just they just you know, like
1: peas. I they just they
0: just kind of suck.
1: I hate lime.
0: Lima beans, yeah, those are they're,
1: they're the great. worst, yeah. Yeah. So it if means. you can do something else with that, but yeah, mm. I guess the the words of wisdom would be um, just follow the improv, just the flow, mm. just yes and everything. The flow. Yes, you realize everything. that the end of the amusement park is coming sooner than you think, and mm. you should enjoy the time you're. Didn't you worry about a lot of stupid things when you were young? Oh, yeah. I, th- yeah. I
0: still do all the time. Yeah. But as a kid, yeah, growing up and... Yeah, like,
1: like, it's so important.
0: Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. about <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm an impatient person, so I worry about things all the time because I'm like, this hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bad at the slow burn, which some things need that and others don't.
1: Right? I know. And yeah. this is totally just advice I'm giving to myself yeah. that I have to hear. But... Um, yeah, I can be that way, too. Yeah. I just have to say to myself, just chill
0: out. Amusement Park's closing soon. Eat your vegetables. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but not uh, the lima beans. But the
0: not peas. the lima beans. Yeah, skip the peas. There's so many other better vegetables. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah it's like
0: There's so many. we can. There's a couple we can cut out, and nobody will mind. Nobody's going to miss them. Who would miss peas? Who would miss lima beans? I can't stand them. I, I don't know. I don't know. can't think of anyone You don't see like-
1: them at fancy restaurants. No. I mean, there's like fancy broccoli. There's fancy cauliflower. Oh, yeah. But
0: Brussels sprouts, peppers, asparagus, yeah. you know, we got salad, the world of salad.
1: <laughs> and the tomatoes with the mozzarella. Yeah, yeah Whatever with that's the called. mozzarella.
0: Yeah. Can't think of it. It's not a bruschetta. That's caprice. A, oh, caprice. Yeah, yes. like a caprese salad or yeah. a sandwich. Yes. Or, yes. Oh, yeah, those are good. Yeah. I mean, it's cheese and tomato it's, and bread. <laughs> I know. You're not going wrong it. there.
1: What's so special Olive about oil, that? Olive you oil. Know. Yeah, but it's so good.
0: Yeah, it's simple. Maybe that's why. It's the taste. We like simple things sometimes. Mm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Diana, for coming on the show. Uh, As always, thank you for checking out improv for the podcast. Uh, You can find us anywhere there's podcasts or check us out on YouTube to see see us do some improv in our chairs. Uh, As always, we'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, we'll see you next time. Huzzah. Huzzah. (laughs) Improv for the podcast was created by Matt Moore and Michael Lee Evans, edited and produced by Michael Lee Evans, and finally presented by Improv for the People. Interested in more IFTP? You can visit us at improvforthepeople.com or on our socials, such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Remember, new episodes are released weekly. Thank
1: you for listening. We'll see you next time.